All right. And we've got to get right to it. Um, we've been on a, a series about the, the whole Bible in five parts. And today we're, we're on the fourth part. And just a little recap, the, the first part was creation, first two chapters. Why, why are we created? Uh, for connection, for relationship with God and one another. And so the second part is what the problem is with that is, and that is that we have been given this gift of free will that allows us to love. But as I said last a few weeks ago, uh, the glitch in that matrix is that if we have this ability to choose something, yet it comes with the ability not to choose. I mean, that, that's a problem with that. And so we have been given this gift, this amazing gift that allows us to love if used properly to choose God and to choose one another. Uh, but it is also, we found out in chapter three, uh, the source of our sin. When we use that, that's, that's the story of original sin, when we use our will um, selfishly. And the story uh, in chapter three, they were tempted to use their will selfishly. God had given them a commandment, uh, uh, his, expressed his will, made a covenant, all that kind of stuff. It's a foreshadowing of the Old Testament. In that one chapter of chapter three, he said, don't eat from this tree of good and evil. And it wasn't for God's purpose, it was for their own good. But the tempter came and the tempter's main goal was to get them to not trust God, to break faith with God and use their free will selfishly um, so they, they could be their own gods. And that's what they did. God expressed his will. They chose their will over God's. And then the Old Testament, part three was the Old Testament, God's repeated attempts to reconnect with humanity. Uh, he tried through covenants. He tried by giving the law to obey the law so that they stayed in right relationship. Uh, he used the prophets to call them back every time they went wayward. And none of it worked. The Old Testament uh, ends without a resolution. Right? They're still disconnected from God. All attempts to reconnect on their own ability, their own power, have failed. And so that's where we find ourselves today. Uh, and today we're talking about, as you probably saw from the children, we're talking about being reconnected to God. So our scripture comes from um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 14. It says, For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he was committed to us, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. 
We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that he, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. So, we are left in Malachi, the last chapter, and there's no resolution, right? One of the things we learn from the chosen people, and this is why they were chosen, God could have chosen any people, and he tells them that in Deuteronomy. He says, I I didn't choose you because you were so many or you were so great. I chose you because I chose you. He could have chose anyone, but oftentimes we we put them on the pedestal as it was a, a lofty thing that they were chosen. But one of the reasons they were chosen was to show humanity's lack of faithfulness, our rebellion, our, our unrighteousness. And that goes for all of us. It's not just them. That's, that's our nature. And we cannot reconcile ourselves to God. And we're using reconcile with connection, reconnection, right? We, we are separated from God. Here's our problem. We are sinful, we are selfish, our selfishness, our selfish nature has separated us from God, and the Old Testament ends with, we have a problem. We can't, like with the kids, reconnect ourselves. Just God and humanity, uh, God cannot be reconnected to us because we are sinful in nature. And so God, Scripture tells us, from the beginning of time had a plan that he knew God is sovereign. So it wasn't like God gave us this free will and said, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen, right? He knew it was going to happen. He knew we were going to use it selfishly, Scripture tells us. So from the beginning, he had a plan in Christ that we might be reconciled through him. And so the first aspect of this is repentance, So repentance means literally to turn and go back another direction. And so our act in this salvation, what we can do, the only thing we do, is repent. And that means to literally turn. And so we all have to, we go back to the garden. Okay, so we're going to have a garden comparison. In the first garden, in chapter 3, And Romans talks about this when it talks about the first Adam and the second Adam. It talks about God's nature and Adam's nature, that through one, let me read it, consequently, this chapter five, consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification for for life for all people. For just as through disobedience of one man, many were made sinners, so through the obedience of one man, many will be made righteous. So what they're talking about here is in chapter 3, what do we see in the original sin, the essence of sin, is that through Adam and Eve, they, they, they broke. They chose their will over God's will. They stopped trusting in God. They broke faith with God and chose their will over God's will. So let's fast forward through the Old Testament, through Jesus is in the garden getting ready to go to the cross, and he's in a different garden, and what, what's the prayer he prays? He, he accepts, right? He, he says, 
He expresses his will. He says it right out. He says, I, I take this cup from me. In other words, I would rather not go through this that I'm getting ready to go through. That's his humanly will. He, who would want to go through torture and pain, crucifixion and death? He says, I would rather not go through this. But here's the big one. And, and understand the good news, the gospel is one big but. Right? One big but. Jesus says, this is my will. I'd rather not go through this, but here's our salvation, not my will, your will, your will. And when God, when Jesus did that, he gave us that connection. He gave us that opportunity that we can reverse the curse, as I call it. It's the gift of free will that allows us to love, but if you selfishly, it becomes a curse, which we find ourselves in the Old Testament, and now Jesus is reversing the curse and giving us an opportunity to use that will God has given us to choose him in Christ. So when we come and we say, I don't want my will anymore, I want your will, so I receive Christ as my savior, as my reconnector. And what are we doing when we do that? We're submitting. We're giving our will. We're using our will in the way God intended to choose God to be in love relationship with him. And so when we repent, we reverse the curse and it becomes a gift again. Not my will, Lord, but your will. And we all, and, and, and the story of the Old Testament goes for all of us. It goes for all of us. We all rebel against God. We all choose selfishly. And then we all struggle to go back. And at some point, we say Jesus Christ has done it for us, and he has. He has endured the pain. He has done all of that. But we still got to go the way of the cross because we all have to do what? Die to our will. Die to ourselves. Romans tells us if we identify with Christ's death and we put ourselves and we identify with him, we are crucified with him, the old self, and our scripture tells us, and we are raised and the new has come. Not perfect, but being made perfect. And so we first off in our part is repentance. But there's a problem. We can repent and we can come back but if there's still a problem. God is pure. God is holy. God is righteous. And we don't understand purity. And so purity, you can't stay pure and be mixed with impure. And so, yeah, we are all stained with sin. We are all, we have all, there's been damage caused. And so we are, we're contaminated, if you will. And so our next piece, after repentance, what Christ did for us on the cross is he made atonement. And this, it gets off where I would love to get into the Old Testament and atonement for sins and, and the blood is life and all of that. And, but God has rescued you because I don't have enough time. So, so let's just cut to the chase about atonement. God has to atone for our sins. We, we serve in Malachi. He, he tells us that God is a God of justice. And sin will not go unanswered. Evil will not go unanswered. 
Because God is a God of holiness. God is a God of purity. And so Jesus, it tells us in Hebrews, Jesus became the perfect sacrifice. Okay, I got to read this part. But he did not enter by the means of blood, the blood of goats and calves, but entered the most holy of places by his own blood, thus obtaining an eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and ashes of the heifers sprinkled on those who are ceremonial unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through eternal spirit offered himself the unblemished to God, cleanses our consciousness from acts that lead to death? What it's saying is Jesus was the perfect unblemished lamb, and because he was human, He could be atonement for our sins. And when we enter Christ, when we we die to our will, when we repent and say, I no longer want my will, I want your will, and we enter into Christ, not only are we reconnected to God, we begin to be washed, and we begin to be, be able to be in God's very presence. That's what we call justification. I would love to go into that more deeply, but thank God for you, I can't. But that, that means we are deemed clean, we are decontaminated, even though we're not yet. We're still going through this life, God's sanctifying us. But in justification, we can enter before, into the holy of holies before a pure and holy God, even though we're not, because we are in Christ Jesus. And God, when we accept Christ, justification basically is We know God no longer sees our sin, our unrighteousness, because we're in Christ. He sees Christ's righteousness, Christ's faithfulness. You know, if you want a concrete example, go back into the garden. He no longer identifies us with the first Adam of disobedience and selfishness. He now identifies us covered in Christ of faithfulness and righteousness, even to the point of death on the cross. That's atonement. See, we, God says there's going to be a day when my creation is going to be complete. Right now, sin came into the world through humanity, and then the world began to uh, be contaminated and fall apart. And now God has started his process of reconciliation, and it starts with humanity. And right now, each of us through Christ have an opportunity to be decontaminated, to be reconciled to a pure and holy God. And there will be one point when all of creation will be decontaminated and it will be as God had always intended it. And Revelations 21 describes that as a place where there's no more sin, there's no more crying, there's no more death, there's no more war. Because that's what God is trying to get us to. And so he's in the process of decontamination. Right now, it's one person at a time. Eventually, it's going to be all of creation. And the third point is grace. All of this is done. God has done all of us. God created us. God knew we were going to go off the rails. He made a plan for when we did get disconnected through our selfishness and sinful nature, that in Christ we could be reconnected 
to God, and God himself came down. Go back to the broken covenants. It's like God says, you cannot, after the entire Old Testament, you cannot keep the covenant. You can't be faithful enough. You can't be righteous enough. So I'm going to come down as one of you and keep your end of the bargain. And so God comes down. And God does all of this. Why? Because God is love. And we have no part in it except the repentance to use the gift as God intended it. And God has given us the person of Jesus Christ as an object, as a person to put our faith and trust in and to die to our will. And God does this because it is grace. If Old Testament told us anything, there's nothing we can do. We can't be faithful enough. We can't be righteous enough. So there's nothing, when pe- I, I've told you this before, when people come, right now I've, I've been watching the American gospel with some of the youth during the week, and, and it just reminds us that we're not worthy. We can't do it, and yet we burden ourselves over and over and over and try and try when God wants us, God wants us to let go. Our victory does not come through power, it comes through Surrender. It comes through surrender. When we surrender our will to God and said, God, take it. I don't want it. And it's grace. It's nothing we have done or can do. It's grace. What I was going to say is, you've heard me say different stories or different content. You know, when people come up to me and say, oh, I, you know, a lot of times they're using it as an excuse to get out of something, right? It's like, oh, I don't feel worthy that I should be doing that. I, I'm just not worthy. I said, yeah, you're not. <laughs> exactly. That's the gospel. So you still got to do it, right? <laughs> but we're not worthy. That's the good news. The bad news is we are disconnected from God Our relationship is broken because of human selfishness. And the good news is, and and the bad news is we can't do anything about it. We, We can't put it back together. But the good news is we don't have to because God in Jesus Christ did. All right, I'm gonna stop right there. If you get a praise the Lord and amens, you gotta stop. Plus time wise. So, This is the good news of the gospel. I could go on and on, and it's deep and wide, but we're going to be preaching that all the time. But it is understand, we are reconnected to God through Christ. It is by grace through faith, not of works that anyone can boast, but a gift from God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to communion, I pray that you would speak through this holy sacrament about your love and grace, that you have given us opportunity to be reconciled to a pure and holy God, even though we are not. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, that decontaminates us, washes us, covers us, sanctifies us. Lord, we thank you that you have reconciled us onto yourself through Christ. Help us to live into the ministry of reconciliation that you have given us. It's in Jesus' name, amen.